Do you know what it means to be a faithful steward of the gifts God's given you? How to spend your time or manage your money, just for examples. It's important that we know how to be good stewards of the things God has given us. This is Christ is the Answer, and I'm your host this morning, Robin Monks. We can often lose sight of where things we possess actually come from. We explore that today with a message given by our pastor, Randy Grozier. And as I came to responsible stewardship, I thought, there's the dud in the middle of it all, right? That's the one. Who wants to talk about responsible stewardship? Uh, But in fact, I guess I was thinking of it in terms of what you might think, because I really get excited about responsible stewardship and and always have. Uh, And I think the key to that is an understanding of stewardship that's broader than what's conventional. See, stewardship is really about discipleship. In fact, there is no discipleship if it is separated from a conception or a right thinking about the idea of stewardship. And understanding that stewardship is not exclusively about money. And that's typically what happens. As soon as you start talking stewardship, people start seeing dollar signs popping up. He's going to preach about tithing. He's going to preach about giving. I will preach about tithing. Not this morning, probably not even tonight, but I will get to it in relation to stewardship. But what I want you to understand, and it's absolutely imperative to, the, to really grasping the Christian doctrine of stewardship, that stewardship has to do with everything about who you are, not just your money. Everything about who you are. So uh, this morning, uh, the, the text that I want to direct your attention to is 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10. And it says, every man has received the gift. Even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Let's ask the Lord to bless His Word. Father, we ask You, Lord, to work in our hearts this morning. And God, help me to to quickly move through the introduction uh, to this material. And and Lord, we'll work on it uh, tonight and uh, in days to come. Uh, Lord, we want You to help us to be... In this day and age, uh, Lord, when so many of us uh, in the world, at at large especially, are just indifferent uh, to the source of our blessings and to the responsibility that we have in relation to them. Help us to be uh, good stewards. Help us to get into the flow of the kingdom and kingdom thinking instead of in the flow of the world and the world's thinking. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to do this this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So let me just uh, uh, read 1 Peter 4 and 10 to you in a couple of other uh, translations. Uh, In the NIV, this is what it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Each of you should should use whatever gift that you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Of God's grace in its various forms. In the Amplified, it says this, Just as each one of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent and ability graciously given by God, employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. You know, um, if you look particularly at 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10, I just want to kind of try and run through that very quickly in the next 15 minutes. 
this morning, and then we'll go on to the, to the body of things uh, later this evening. But if you look at chapter, uh, chapter 4 and 1 Peter and verse 10, what you really discover is that every single passage of that scripture is extremely powerful. Now, you know, we know the Word of God is powerful, extremely powerful in its totality from start to finish. But every now and again, you get a verse that is crafted in such a way that although it's concise, uh, it really covers a great deal of ground. And this is the case here in this particular verse. A lot is said in a concise fashion. It is packed full of important stuff. So I want to break it down uh, kind of phrase by phrase, and in some instances, word by word, as we move through the verse uh, this morning. It says, first of all, every man has received the gift. Every man has received the gift. You see, uh, the word rendered gift there means literally endowment. Every man has received an endowment. And it refers to the uh, abilities or the blessings that God uh, gives us uh, in relation to all things. Uh, It it isn't confined. I mentioned to you a moment ago that we make the mistake relative to stewardship to thinking that uh, our concern in this area should only apply to what we do with our money. Now, stewardship in relation to money is important. In fact, it's very important. But stewardship uh, goes so far beyond. So what Peter is saying when he uses this particular word gift is a reference to every sort of endowment that's given by God. It isn't just money. It's a reference to every type of enablement by which we are able to do good or to bring blessing into the lives of others. It refers to the fact that all of the gifts and all of the graces that we receive at the hand of God are contributed by the Lord to us so that we can invest in the welfare of other people. So it doesn't matter whether we're talking about how much money you've got in your wallet. Uh, or whether uh, we're talking about the specific uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit that you've received, or whether it's talents that you've learned because you went to school, or something that is uh, uh, true of you because of the unique personality that you have. You see, there are things that are resources, if you will, in our lives that uh, some of them relate to how much money you've got. Some of them relate to the personality that you have. Some of them relate to the fact that you went to school and you learned a thing or two. Some of them relate to the uh, specific gifts of the Holy Spirit that you've been given. But the point is, what Peter is talking about here, based on the word that he uses, that word gift isn't confined to any one specific thing. It's talking about every single enablement or endowment that's come to you in your life, and you're responsible for its utilization. And an understanding that that thing uh, that you have, the fact that you've got a bold personality, or the fact that you've got a sweet, gentle, and caring personality, The fact that you've got uh, skill as an electrician or a nuclear physicist. It doesn't immediately leap out to me what a nuclear physicist might do in the body of Christ, but somehow, whatever you've picked up in life, God's expectation is that you're going to use it for His kingdom. Or whether it's the fact that, you know, you've got money 
And let me say this, and I'll come to this later on. Understand that uh, in relation to all of these things, and it makes me, I think of it first in relation to money, but it's actually true in relation to all things, is that it's never quantity that you, you think of when it comes to whether or not you're responsible for how you use it. Some people get the idea, well, if somebody is especially bold, that they have responsibilities that I don't have because I'm not as bold. Or if somebody has lots of money, well, they have responsibilities that I don't have because I don't have lots of money. Well, the truth is that, well, you remember the story of the widow and her mite? And the idea was is that in giving a single mite, she gave more than somebody else who gave a, gave a great deal. And the point is, is that it doesn't matter whether you got a little or whether you got a lot in relation to your personality or what you've learned in school or the money that you have in your wallet. We have a responsibility placed upon us by God to say that everything that I have, even if it's a little bit, I'm going to take proportionately of that thing and I'm going to invest it into the kingdom of God. So you got a little bit of pizzazz in your personality. Well, then you have a responsibility to use that little bit of pizzazz in your personality. You got a little bit of money. Well, you got a responsibility to use that little bit of money. And not just if you got a lot of pizzazz. Or... So what I'm trying to impress upon you this morning is that stewardship isn't about quantity. Stewardship is about everything that God's put in your care relative to who you are in terms of finances and personality and education and, and opportunity and age. And, and we have a charge before us. And the other thing that the, the, the Scripture mentioned is that we've received it. And, and I think this is important to understand. Uh, none of the gifts, and this is important because this is uh, critical to how we utilize what's at our disposal. How many of you earn a living or have earned a living? All right. Did you work hard? You thought you did anyway. <laughs> Most of us do. We think we work hard. You know, um, you realize, don't you, that we get this idea that the things we have in life, we get. What I mean by that is that we went out and we acquired them. I worked hard. I earned money. I did this. I went to school. I learned. I, know, I you know, became competent in this area or that area. And under the circumstances, what we forget is that in relation to all of it, we didn't get it, we received it. All of it is gifted to us. Every bit of it. Whether it's, you know, the personality that you have. It's not just about your parents and, you know, how they affected you and, you know, what they taught you or, you know, the experiences that you had in life. It's not just about, you know, how hard you worked and how much money you were able to put in the bank or... The truth is, it's imperative to us that we understand that everything, big or small, little or a lot, it all comes to us uh, from the hand of the Lord. Uh, speaking about gifts or enablements of the Holy Spirit, uh, we have a tendency uh, to you know, think of them as something that you know, we didn't receive. But if you look at um, Paul, and he's writing to the Corinthians, and he's talking about the fact that some of them were getting a big head. You know, the Corinthian church had a lot of problems, and, you know, some of them started thinking, well, you know, I can do this, and I can do that, you know, and they started getting pretty arrogant about it all. And Paul, writing to them, he says this, what do you have that you did not receive? 
He posed a rhetorical question, right? He said, what do you have, he says, that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Everything we have in life. So, that personality that you have, the things that you've learned through life, whether you learned them in school or you picked them up along the way, uh, you know, the opportunities that present themselves, the money that you have, everything, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, obviously, everything we have in life, we received it from the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 12 and, and, and 4 through 6, it says this, God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God Himself is behind it all. Everything, and, and, and this is an absolute imperative when it comes to understanding the Christian doctrine of stewardship, there's nothing about us, about our lives, there's not a single resource in relation to time, talent, or treasure that ultimately does not come to us from the hand of God. So we cannot say we are getters. We are receivers. And it doesn't matter what aspect of your life you're talking about. We are all receivers. And it's, it's important to understand that uh, because that changes everything. That alters the dynamic about what we do with what we have. Because we change our perception. The world teaches you, you your money is yours. The world teaches you that your time is yours, that your talent is yours, and that's a lie. It's a lie, and it's something that needs to be flushed out of the church. We need to disabuse ourselves of that stinking thinking and begin to reprogram ourselves under the influence of God's Word to know that everything that we have comes from God. We received these things from him uh, you know uh, and, and then it also says in relation to that every man has received the gift so you've we looked at the gift we looked at received and now every man every man has received the gift each and every believer has a gift of some kind that is for the benefit of God's glory and the body of Jesus Christ every single one of us you know Again, Paul was writing to the believers at Corinth uh, about gifts and the enablements of the Holy Spirit in specific, but the principle applies to everything that comes to us uh, because everything does come from the hand of God. In 1 Corinthians 12, 11, it says, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit. So if you back up, I didn't read it, but if you back up, he lists you know, these various gifts of the Spirit. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit who apportions... Um, them to each one as he determines. Each one. You know what that means? And this is what I want to get in relation to this. Is that no Christian, there's not a person here. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have given your heart to the Lord, no matter where you stand, in relation to your understanding of yourself, here is the truth about you. There's not one person in here who can plead a lack of faculty 
or say, you know, I have no gift, no talent, no time, no resource, therefore, I do nothing. What I'm saying is that there's not a person in here, if you believe the Word of God, who has an excuse for an action. Because according to the Word, every single one of us has been gifted. And, and the gifting goes so far beyond our understanding of, we'll talk about this when we get to the end of the verse in just a minute. The, the idea of the gifting goes so far beyond the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Everything, and I go back to where I was just moments ago, literally everything about you is a gift from God. Your personality, your educational experiences, your life experiences. You know, you know, every level of competency, every penny in your pocket, all of it is something you know, that you've received, and every one of us has something to give. So there's not one of us, according to the Word of God, who can just sit back you know, and, and claim an exemption from the duty of stewardship or, or from the duty of ministry and say, well, you know, I, didn't, I don't have anything. What, what do I have to offer? You're operating under... A delusion. It's more stinking thinking. Because the book says that there's not a person in this room who doesn't have something to lay before the Lord and invest in, in the work of the kingdom. Doesn't have something that we can do. And so, uh, moving on, uh, even so, you know, he says, so, you know, we looked at the, the statement that every man uh, has received the gift. And then he says, even so, minister the same one to another. And very quickly, that word minister is really interesting. Now, we all understand in a general sense what minister means, right? To minister is to serve. So you could, you know, in a loose way, you could say, you know, let every man um, uh, serve uh, one another. But the word minister has a unique connotation, and it means a literally to serve with an exhibition of intense charity or intense love. So what the Lord is speaking to us in this verse is to say that you're a steward, you've been blessed, you've got gifts, and you've received those gifts. They're not something that you've acquired on your own. God has given them to you. He's put them into your care. He's entrusted you with these things. And it doesn't matter who you are, that's the truth. And what are you supposed to do with them? You're supposed to minister. And how are you supposed to minister with not just, you know, in a mild way, but according to the Word of God, with an intense love. An intense love. 1 Peter 4 and 8 says, Above all, keep fervent in your love one for another. Above all, love one another genuinely, deeply, and unfailingly. Keep a hot love in your heart. And, and according to, to Peter, excuse me, um, according uh, to, 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 you know, well, Peter, uh, he's saying what, you know, our responsibility is to exercise our ministry, our stewardship in this way. And then finally he says, we're to do all these things as good stewards. So we're never to, res to embrace the idea that we are uh, getters and masters of our own resources. Instead, we have to understand that we've received everything we receive merely as stewards. Merely as people who have a response. So what is a steward anyway? A steward is somebody 
that has been entrusted by a, a lord or a master or an employer, depending on the time that you live and how it might have unfolded for us, it would be an employer. If you're a steward, that you have been entrusted um, with any number of resources to the end that you're going to magnify the glory of your employer, you're going to expand his wealth or his business, or you're going to bless other employees over whom you have responsibility, that you're going to help them or facilitate for them and you know, make a way for them. And all the same is true for us. And so he says, you know, what you have to do is you have to understand yourself uh, to be charged with this responsibility. We have received uh, these things to use them for God. We are agents appointed by Him to do work for Him. We're servants who have been entrusted uh, by Him with everything that is needful for the benefit of other people. You know, um, and I'll stop here and, and let you go this morning. I'm already four minutes past, but you know, God wants to do all kinds of good things in the lives of people, Right? How many of you believe God wants to do something good in your life? How many of you believe God wants to do something good in the life of the person sitting next to you? Okay. Do you understand that while God is more than able to approach each person individually and personally bless them, the fact is, this is the arrangement that he's established that we would be the instrumentality of blessing in the lives of other people. God wants to do all kinds of good things in the lives of all the people sitting around you. And the reason we have a doctrine of stewardship is because His expectation is that you are going to be the pipeline for an overwhelming quantity or a measure, an overwhelming measure of all of that blessing. God can... Just pour out rivers of glory on his people, and we've all experienced it. But when it comes to putting clothes on someone's back, how do you think that's going to happen? Is it going to rain down out of heaven nine times out of ten? Or are you going to give them a shirt? You know, when it comes to, you know, the person next to you needing, you know, a, a hug. How do you suppose that's going to happen? Now, I know, I, I know some of us have felt hugged by the Holy Ghost before, but you know something? Sometimes, many times, you are the instrumentality of that. Or somebody needs that cup of cold water or a word in season. That comes from us. We are the instrumentality. We're the mediators of many of the blessings of God that He wants to bring into the lives of other people. And thus, we are stewards. We have a responsibility. So, what happens? What happens when, when um, we fail to understand that everything that we have is really God's? What happens when we fail to understand uh, that these gifts uh, are not just limited to the money that we have, but every blessing, every resource, time, talent, and treasure? You know, when we neglect, we overlook all of that, then there are people in the body of Christ and people outside of the body of Christ.
who are not receiving the ministry that they ought to have. Because we're not stewarding uh, in the way that we're not stewarding the manifold uh, grace of God. Let's pray. Father, Jesus, we want to be uh, good stewards. We want to be faithful instruments of your purpose. Uh, Lord, we want to be the instrumentality of blessing among people who sit around us and throughout our community. Lord, help us, Lord, to understand that this responsibility is something that, Lord, you've settled upon us. You've blessed us all. Sometimes we think we're less blessed than others, but we're all blessed. We've all received from you things to bring into the lives of people around us. So challenge us, Lord, this morning by your Holy Spirit and cause us to, to grow in these things. To be the kind of people, Lord, that you want us to be so that we can be effective in this last, uh, these last days. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to work this in our hearts, Lord, this morning. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thanks for joining us for Christ is the Answer. You can listen to an archive of sermons on our website. Go to cviewfullgospel.com and click on the podcast link to listen to our archive or subscribe and receive new episodes on your phone or tablet automatically every week. We also appreciate it when you share this radio program or our podcast link with friends to help them discover us and, hopefully, also discover Christ through the program. Christ is the Answer is a weekly radio program and podcast made by the Seaview Full Gospel Church in beautiful Back Bay, New Brunswick. And if you ever want to get in touch, you can do that on our website or by calling the church office at 506-755-3592. Have a great week, and remember, Christ is the Answer.